Hey there, today I'm gonna to tell you the worst story that I probably have from a commercial point of view in the construction company where the larger construction company that was employing one of our clients literally, you know, went full unethical and wanted to, you know, really bully our client. Uh, it didn't work out for them, but the fact that they tried it was out of control terribly. Let me talk about that in a, in a second. If you don't know who I am, my name is Kean Brennan. I am the CEO of Quantum Contract Solutions and Quantum Legal Solutions. Um, the reason we make these videos and the podcast is there's so many construction companies out there that make mistakes contractually, little mistakes that they don't need to make and they end up using an absolute little ton of money or going out of business and we don't want that to happen to you so hopefully by listening to the podcast youtube videos that you will get some value out of them implement them into your business and do awesome over the long term okay so let me get my bearings straight before i tell this story so our client was um, on a construction project okay now this is not how we advise things to do. It was early days. They had this had already happened in most instances. So or that this already had already happened, but they were sitting with their, their clients, right? And the project manager on their side had so many, you know, request. He, he was doing a terrible job. He was a terrible project manager on the client side. He was making an absolute mess of it, right? And um, he was asking the civil construction company to make this change here, make this change here, make the change here. And the variations were adding up. And so the company went to them and said, hey, like, you know, we've got all these variations that are piling up here now and you're keep changing your mind and doing it. And he's like, okay, well, look, here's what I want you to do, right? I want you to not submit any variations, right? I want you to put them all into one big variation and then I'll approve them all in one, one go, right? Okay, so what happened there was, in my view, the PM was like, I need to cover my tracks here. I can't be letting all these variations come in. I can't let my senior management see that I'm making all of these changes. And then maybe hopefully I can get them all across the line in one big variation and I'll get away with it. Okay, so that's what I think was happening with the PM. Okay, what contractually what was happening because the contract said that, hey, every time you think you've been asked to do additional work, you gotta let us know via notification and then submit a variation all within time periods. So you gotta let us know if you think it's a variation within two to three days. And then you just got to submit your variation within five to seven days. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was time bars. And if you don't do that, then you agree that that variation is your cost. You don't think it's a variation. You agree that it's not a variation and you're taking on that particular cost. That's what the contract said. And so by the civil company agreeing to do that, they're basically put themselves in a hugely risky position where they're no longer contractually compliant. Okay. So what happened was they did it, right? They waited a couple of months. They put all of the variations in, in one big lump sum and uh, submitted a variation. Now, I know you're probably thinking, I know it's going to happen here. Okay. And in my head, that's what happens most of the time. They submit a variation, it gets rejected because they haven't complied with the contract. But in this instance, that didn't happen, right? What actually happened, and just imagine you're that civil construction company, right? With cash flow, you know, issues. And if you're an owner of a construction company, you'll understand this. So it was approved, right? It was approved, and then that PM left the job. It was approved. They got paid the money. They got paid all the variation money. Okay. That PM left the job, and we always talk about PMs leaving the job towards the end of a project. If a PM hasn't done a good job, he wants to get out of Dodge, make sure because he doesn't want to, this to all come back and bite him. Or if he's coming to an end of a project, he knows that 
his job is now on the line. He needs to find another project where there's going to be a four year long project and he's at the start of it and he's got four years of work ahead of him that's obviously a lot more attractive than coming to an end of a project or some clients literally bring in a closeout team and get rid of the the pms so they can just you know go divert back to the contract so the pm left their project and everything seemed to be okay now extend they got a letter from the construction company the large construction company saying all of these variations have you have not complied with the contract all of these variations have been in in error, essentially. You have not, and uh, we shouldn't have paid you that money, and we're going to take it all back. And so they'd been paid this, and they basically said you, you've got one final payment application, and because you haven't been, you know, you haven't complied with the contract, you haven't done all of those variations, we're going to offset our last payment and and just pay you, you know, a, a nominal fee, which is the leftover. And that's what happened. They, they tried this on and they were going to be out of pocket a fortune, an absolute fortune. Like this could have impacted their business absolutely dramatically uh, to the point where they would have went under. And like companies do this all of the time, right? And they just basically, they, they use that last final account to do it. Long story short, we managed to, to get it out. They were in an incredibly weak position because they hadn't complied with the contract. The PM had left the job, so they couldn't get in touch with him. He wouldn't say anything on the record. It was a terrible situation. And, you know, we're talking, I think it was like almost like a million. We're talking in this last payment that they weren't going to be paid. So huge, huge issue. We helped them out, but they were still in a bad position. So the the, the rule there, the lesson is from there is relationships are not, you know, not as, as important as they used to be. Realize when you agree something like that, you got to see the motivation to the PM. The PM in that scenario wanted to cover his own tracks and that's all he was doing. You completely let go of all of your obligations in the contract because you agreed to that, even though it was a relationship and, you know, a handshake and stuff that was, that was fine, but you've taken on huge risk. And then that risk obviously materialized and it ended up still costing them a lot of money. It didn't cost them the, the whole lot, but uh, it cost them a lot, a lot of money that could have been avoided by just following the contract, submitting your notices, submitting your variations to make sure that didn't happen. This stuff happens all of the time. Now, for you as a company yourself, if you're listening to this, you know, this might only happen once every five years or something. But that, if it was that big of an issue, that could potentially end the company or do severe damage to the company. So it's very hard to recover from. So we see it all the time because we help so many construction companies and obviously construction companies that have problems that we see it all of the time. And I guess my view to you is it will probably happen at some stage to you, right? If you're in business long enough, it will probably happen. Something like this will happen. And so you need to make sure that when something big like this happens, you one, you're covered or two, that the downside is not so bad, that you don't get completely ruined, right? So they're the big mistakes in the construction industry and how construction companies, you know, over time go out of business. The ones that stay in business over time are the ones that are really on top of their risk, their commercial risk. They don't take on that, like much risk at all. They're happy to have lower margin projects that have lower risk and the ones that keep them in business longer. You take on those bigger, bigger margin, bigger risk contracts where you're not on top of your risk. Your contract you sign is very risky. They're the ones that, that get you in trouble. Obviously, you could have one and it could be fine and you could make lots of money on it and, you know, all power to you. But just knowing as a business strategy going forward, the most successful construction companies are the ones that are really cautious about their downside risk. So when bad things like this happen, 
that the impact of the business is not so bad. So I hope that's been of help to you. And we do have a, a new website called constructionsecrets.io on there. Loads of free stuff, loads of links to training courses, loads of links to uh, other podcasts and, and videos that we have, loads of free content. Just go in there and check it all out. Um, and hopefully it's helpful for you and your business. You can implement it and keep in business over long term. Okay, let's go. And I'll chat to you in the next one.